as as Ryan mentioned, um, it's called the Baton Rouge Area Graduate Scholarship. So we want you to brag about yourself. You don't have to worry about much humility. Only humility you got to worry about is from up there, not about this <laughs> when it comes to the scholarship. Um, and so, yeah, so we're just going to talk to you. We're going to ask you questions. We want you to be as honest and vulnerable as you normally are and already have been this morning. And so just be real. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, I the, the, the key to this is, is to kind of just be brutally honest with us, but, you know, also yourself and, and brag about yourself, but also brag about the people that have uh, molded and shaped you into the person that you are that is being accepted in the Dartmouth. So um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a good interview. And so why don't you just kind of start us off and tell us what, what the last two weeks for you have been like. So bring us back to the day you, you found out that you weren't going to school any, any longer your senior year and then kind of bring us to today. So kind of paint us that picture. Okay. Um, to be completely honest with you, I was not happy the day, you know, I found out that school was canceled and stuff. Like, of course, I understand the dire need to cancel all kind of social events and stuff, um, which is why I'm thankful for things like this, you know, our technology. But um, I... I'm a senior this year, which you know, so I was starting to think about it. it was like, what if, I mean, is this going to stop prom? It did. Am I going to be able to graduate? I was planning on, you know, inviting my whole family down here to, you know, come see me graduate. We've been waiting on this for over 12 years and, you know, my family's been kind of boosting me on, come on, you're going to, you're going to graduate this year. I'm so excited for you. Um, so that was kind of a bummer, but we've been kind of making the best of it. Um, my family has been making sure to call me and check on me, make sure I'm good. And I've been doing the same for them. Um, now, Abby, let, let me, let me start and kind of unpack that. So you, you're talking about your family. Who, who are you specifically talking about? What family members? Well, my family's pretty big. Um, my immediate family is my mom, my dad, and my 12 year old little brother, whose name is Ian. So they live with me here in Baton Rouge. But in Marksville, I... Ah, Boyle's Parish. There we go. Yes, sir. You can with it. <laughs> um, my mom was adopted. So on her adopted family, she has five siblings. And I have more cousins than I can count. Um, <laughs> and my grandmother and my grandfather have been really supportive. So, like, every day, whether it will be... And one, two, three, or four, or five, <laughs> um, somebody will call me and, you know, tell me, you know, tell me what's going on down there, or my grandmother's called me, my grandfather's called me, um, making sure I'm still a little bit up in my Cajun French, which I'm not great at. <laughs> Look, you're bringing me back to my childhood. So my, uh, my grandparents were from a Boyle's Parish, and so we'd go oh, up to, yeah, Cottonport, Marksville, uh, that area, and we called it the country. That was going to the country for us. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was a step back in time for sure. And I, I, I know why you have so many uh, cousins because there's not a lot, to, not a lot of stuff to do in a boiled <laughs> You're right. It, oh, anyway, cousins now, so I think we're all on the same page. That's right. So what, what's life been like over the last two weeks? I mean. 
you know, I, I know what we've gotten the, um, where you guys are, you're finding out stuff's canceled or maybe you don't even know if graduation's happening, how it's going to happen. Um, you know, that's the mental side of it. Um, but, but I guess, what have you been doing to occupy your time? I've been working on plenty of scholarship essays. Um, I, I was like, what am I going to do with all this free time? I can't go anywhere. I can't see my friends. What am I going to do? So my mom was like, well, didn't you say Brick told you to like work on scholarship essays? I was like, you know what? You're right. So <laughs> I've been working on those with Miss Michelle a lot. Um, and trying to apply to as many as I can. And tell I me who Miss Michelle is. Miss Michelle is the writing director at Brick. Did I say that right, Mr. Josh? That works. <laughs> She's the writing manager, but yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she helps um, Brick fellows on like scholarship essays, you know, looking over them. And she helped me a lot on my college applications and stuff. Um, so she is a lifesaver, of course. Um, so we've been working on that along with my Brick mentor, Miss Sarah Carpenter. Um, I have been painting a lot. Um, I'm not a professional, I'll be honest with you. I've never taken an art class, but uh, I, I painted like Lilo and Stitch and um, just a, a whole bunch of different things to you know, occupy my time. My, my friends were like, hey, paint me one. I was like, as soon as I see you. Um, I've been babysitting. So I babysit a five-year-old named Noah um, in my neighborhood, kind of in my neighborhood, um, while his grandmother goes to work. So that's been a blast. I'm actually going later today. Um, what else have I been doing? Sounds like you've been pretty busy. Yes. Um, everybody's been talking about how bored they are, but I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> So Abby, you know, you talk about missing some stuff in high school. Um, I mean, your class has not had the easiest time in high school for various reasons. It's because of high school, right? I mean, high school is a lot of fun, right. but there are moments even when you are achieving like you are, it's not always easy. But you started your freshman year, uh, you know, on the heels of a very busy summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, so talk to us about like, your high school journey if you had to encapsulate it you know just with the very few thoughts like how has it been um crazy <laughs> to say the least um my freshman year well i'm an august baby so i'm always the youngest so i came in and i was kind of like ah, i'm scared there's all these big seniors what are they gonna do i'm i'm so tiny i don't know anybody here um, so freshman year was a blast, like getting to, you know, find my circle and, you know, discover my community at McKinley, but also myself a lot. Um, and I had a lot of help with that through like extracurriculars and stuff. So I started sewing club, um, started the fashion show that year was one of the best parts of my high school experience. Um, I joined choir. And I, I, you know, I'm in gifted. So I came in with like a heavier course load than most people, I guess. So I was kind of like, 
how am I going to balance this? But, it, you know, there's a lot of support at McKinley. And now I found extra support at Brick for that. Um, sophomore year was lots of fun. Um, that's where I made most of my friends, really. Um, I was in key clubs. So, I, you know, I spent a lot of time outside of school, like volunteering in the community and stuff. I, like you said about summer, um, I volunteered the year before, the summer before my freshman year at Baton Rouge General. So I was at surgery waiting desk and I kind of like, you know, updated families on their family members' surgeries and stuff. Um, and then the summer after my sophomore year, I did an internship at Women's Hospital. So they kind of had medical professionals, like different doctors and stuff come tell us about their careers, tell us about their experiences getting there. And that was very helpful. And then, you know, we did simple but important stuff like, you know, giving patients toothboxes and bringing them to the bathroom in a wheelchair. So that was very, um, very humbling, but very, very fun. Um, Would you say, so to that, like kind of shifting in terms of like your motivation, you said that you want to be a doctor, right? Or you want to go to medical school. So what came first? Was it your passion and drive to help others and medicine? Or was it your experience working in the hospitals that, you know, inspired you to want to be a doctor? Well, I think for me, it's always been kind of like a drive to help others and, you know, do what I can. Um, really, it started when my aunt, um, I believe two years ago now, she was like all of a sudden diagnosed with stage four brain cancer and it was just crazy to me because I was like well how did nobody catch it like this is how do you not know before it's stage four and that was just crazy to me but um she lived in like rural Mississippi and so me and my mom like we already communicated with her a lot but we started like going up there every chance we got like every weekend going to visit her, take care of her, make sure she's okay. And I was just, I was upset because there was nothing I could offer my support, but I felt like I wasn't doing enough to be able to help her. Mm. And she had chosen to be put on hospice care rather than seek treatment. Um, and that kind of broke my heart. Like I spent so much time like trying to tell her and Brenda, like, please, will you at least consider like chemo or, you know, whatever they have, like, so we can have as much time with you as possible. But that was what she wanted, um, which I understood. But like spending those, her last moments with her and trying to take care of her made me realize that I want to be able to be the person for others to catch cancer or whatever it is before it gets too late, to be able to have, help people have those special moments with you know, their family and their loved ones, before it all comes crashing down, you realize, wow, I really don't have any time with this person. So I think that really opened my eyes. As sad as it was, um, it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, my want to help others in the healthcare field. And then I started kind of doing, you know, more internships at the hospitals and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I there, there's one thing that I know, and, and Josh knows as well, is 
incredible things happen whenever you combine drive and passion. And it sounds like you've had a lot of drive probably your whole life. Um, where would that drive have come from? If you, if you could pinpoint that. Um, well, it comes from a lot, I think. Um, I'd say one of my main supporters is definitely my mom. Ever since I was like three years old, she, she had a book in my hand when I was a baby. I didn't know what it said, but she was, you know, getting on me and trying to, you know, promote learning in any way she could. And, um, she's definitely told me since I was a little kid, as long as I can remember, Abby, you're going to change the world. Abby, you're going to do big things. And she still says it. Love that. Day. I love that. And, um, so I'm very thankful to her for that. So she's always kind of been the person like rooting me on behind, you know, coming behind me and saying, come on, Abby, don't give up, keep going. Um, so now, Abby, you, you, you mentioned that she was adopted earlier. Is, is that like, mm -hmm. has that been a, a, a focus on you growing up or has, how is that, how has that experience that she had kind of helped you if at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, on her side, my biological grandmother is not very present in our lives. Um, she's, you know, she's got her own thing going on. And like, I'm so glad that my mom was adopted by my grandparents, um, simply because they're some of the best people I've ever met. And I don't know what I would do or what she would do without them like kind of you know calling us and making sure we're okay and every time we go over there they greet us with a bowl full of gumbo and a big old hug and you know <laughs> it's just little things like that that are I don't know what I would do without um so I think like being welcomed into their family has definitely been a huge impact on my life that's awesome that's beautiful yeah, I'm sorry. I got it. I got into the heavy stuff. Let's go. Let's go to the light. Oh, you're around, good. That was, no, that was good. Uh, Abby, first thing that comes off the top of your head, I want you to say. So if I ask okay. Ryan, ask him on the spot. Ryan, um, first thing that comes to your mind, LSU. Love it. Right. Wait. Okay. I can't oh. hear you. Sorry. Oh, oh, I asked Ryan, like, the first thing that came to his mind, you know, when I said the word LSU. And he right. said, love it, right? So I'm going to ask you the same thing. So Ryan, okay. on a list of things, right? And so now this is the family show, but also you're allowed to be real. Um, so first thing that comes to your mind, when I say favorite food? Croissants. <laughs> From where? <laughs> right, like, okay, plot twist. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. Okay, that's probably not my favorite food. It's probably probably best okay if we're honest, but I'm really craving a croissant right now. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had breakfast yet. Forgive me. <laughs> and you want a croissant. Right. Okay, got it. All right. Um, I love that. So TikTok video. Favorite TikTok video. Or dance or challenge. Right. Um, there's this guy named Tatum. I forgot his real name, but he does this voice and he's like i ain't playing with you and <laughs> he did this video about um about like teachers calling him and saying hey do you work he said 
I don't want to hear it. Keep that on your side of the computer. <laughs> like a Zoom class you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> That's good. So is, is he a local guy or is he big time? He's, I don't know if I, yeah, probably big time. I don't spend too much time on TikTok. More of a Twitter girl, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> okay. All right. Understood. Uh, favorite color? Pink. Wasn't sure. I didn't want to box you in. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I didn't want to box you in. That's fine. It's okay. Favorite book? <laughs> I feel like the right answer is the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you just scored some points with Josh. Right. Judging. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> um, but fiction is probably the help. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Great book. Both of them are great books, but you're allowed <laughs> you're allowed to choose something whatever you want. <laughs> uh last question of the lightning round. Uh your dream mentor. My dream mentor, Jesus. <laughs> He'd go. She has a light. She is focused in this light. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, honestly, like my faith is a big part of who I am. Yeah. And I feel like, like you know, reading the Bible and going to church and stuff is obviously a big part of that. But sometimes I wish I could say, "Hey, Jesus, come sit right next to me and tell me what to do." Like, please, because a little lost. <laughs> well, but, give your church uh, a shout out. Where do you go to church? I go to Healing Place Church on Highland. Okay, Road. cool. Yeah. Uh, are you involved in the youth group at all? Yeah. Um, we have, well, now it's every two weeks we have like a youth event we call it Devoted. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, all the teenagers come together and worship and have church and stuff. So that's great. And then every other two weeks we do small groups. So it's kind of more focused into um, a small group of kids you know talking about Jesus talking about life um you know having fun um and I recently was pushed by Mr. Josh a nice friend to push to uh try out for the church choir so I'm gonna be starting that as soon as all this is over that's awesome you want to sing for us we're ready Oof, what do you want to hear, man? Oh, I like how she, that was like her first response. Yeah! I love it. <laughs> yes. You, okay. Yeah. All right, your favorite song. There you go. And we won't judge you if it's like, you know, Boosie or something. So you're Okay, Dad, you have to edit it out, okay? <laughs> it won't be bad. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. She's good. That saved a wretch like me. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> True. Look, if if Dartmouth doesn't work out, American Idol mind. <laughs> we'll go. But let's focus on school. <laughs> school first. We'll see about the rest. Hi, I'm Ryan. These are some of the clients I've helped out. They are literally the best. Hear their glowing reviews. I helped them with their car accident. Maybe I can help you. Awesome. So, like, speaking of Dartman, like, how did you make your decision, right? Like, so we started the brag thing because, you know, both Ryan and I went to Baton Rouge schools, different ones. I graduated with 14 people. Ryan graduated with more. Um, wow. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, we both got academic scholarships, not nearly as lucrative as yours, but we recognize that, you know, a student just like, you know, with all the essays, it's beyond just your grades, you know, or it's beyond just athletics. So what is the reason like you chose Dartmouth and, you know, your high school career? Like how, how did that happen? Like what's your motivation for that? Great question. Um, so as far as my offers went, I first had to narrow it down to three. So originally coming in to senior year, I was like, I want to live in California. I'm going to be California dreaming. It's going to be great. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I applied to over 20 schools, I believe. I know. Uh, Took a lot of time. But who gave you who gave you the motivation to do that? Not not many kids do that, right? I mean, so somebody right. was behind you, uh, either giving you some guidance or is that just something that you were like, hey, I'm gonna apply to all these schools? Um, probably mostly my uncle. He he's the first person in our family that ever went to college. Um, you know, in our whole family. I'm gonna be the first in my, you know, immediate family yeah. to um go to college and the first in our whole family to go to Ivy League. So that's kind of a lot of pressure, but I'm ready for it. Um, so he's been kind of pushing me, like my mom, since I was a kid, like, you're going to go to Princeton. You're going to go to Princeton because that's where he works now. Princeton didn't end up accepting me. But thankfully, I had a lot of other great options. Um, and he's been, you know, supporting me this whole time. Come on, just make, make the decision that's right for you, the one that fits in your heart most. And um, – like, as far as me picking the school, I, I first narrowed it down to three. So I got into Occidental, Dartmouth, and Boston College. So I was looking at all of them for, like, weeks. So I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to pick? They're all such great schools. They're all different, but, you know, have a lot of the things that I want. And a lot of it came down to resources. Um, Dartmouth offered me the best financial package, um, but also, like, I know I'll be able to travel abroad pretty much as much as I want. I, anytime I need help, I know that there's going to be somebody on campus to help me with, um, you know, anything I need. Um, but also, like, I talked to a student at Dartmouth, and I was like, hey, what's community like, you know? What are the different activities like? And there's a million different clubs you can join. There's, you know, so much going on at Dartmouth. And that kind of took me by surprise because Hanover is kind of in the woods. It's not a very big town. And I'm from Marksville, but I visit. I come every chance I get. (laughs) I come back to Baton Rouge and I'm in my little city bubble. So I'm not sure how I'm going to handle small town girl life, but we'll see. But I think it really came down to me realizing I was scared to pick Dartmouth. Like kind of in my heart, I knew the whole time, I think it's going to be Dartmouth. Like this is freaking amazing. But I was scared of the transition. But then when I started to think about it, it was like, I mean, I'm going to be moving across the country away from my family no matter what, it's going to be a huge transition. So I might as well take the leap of faith and, you know, go for it. 
You don't know you got a voice. You don't know you got value, power. You don't know you got a choice. That's that hurt. I know we been seeds. Why you think we come from the dirt? We got growth, roots, flowers, and fruit for proof, you know? A lot to lose. Really, it's up to you. Know yourself, education and wealth. They poison our minds and communities, going for our health. They don't love us, they just love ourselves, and we buy it. We build, they destroy, control us with violence, make us stop trying. They want us to give up, but I'm no fool. Find the right avenue. For me, it was school. I picked brick. They gave me the tools. Opportunity on the table. It's time for you to choose. Now, what what drives you to do that? I mean, <laughs> you know, just take that leap of faith. What's the driving force behind that? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like most of it is just like, my family has been really supporting me this whole time. Like, don't, you know, don't take anything into account except for what's best for you. And, you know, of course, there's more to it than that. But they've been really supportive of me through all this. Um, but also, I feel like my faith is a big part of it. Because out of all this, it's, you know, it's been fear that was holding me back. But thankfully, I serve God who isn't of fear you know he has a spirit of confidence and a, you know a spirit of love and I feel like I kind of had to follow that and put trust in the fact that it's going to be okay no matter what um God's got me and it's going to be all right preach I love it you're speaking you're speaking our love language <laughs> <laughs> completely speaking our love language all right Ab, so um before we leave like tell like, what is something, maybe it is a quote or, um, you know, just a thought, right, that keeps you motivated that can be translated to everyone else watching? Hmm. Um, I'd probably say the Bible verse, I forget what verse it is, but it's, um, fear not for I have overcome the world. So that kind of keeps me centered. You know, I I deal with fear and anxiety a lot. Like I, I have anxiety and a lot of my family does too. Um, so that's kind of something we struggled with for a long time. But to think that, you know, like I said, I serve God who's overcome the world, who isn't of fear. And um I think that kind of keeps me centered to believe I don't have to worry about it because it's not in my hands. I haven't overcome the world, but it's in God's hands and he has. So I feel like that kind of helps me to calm down and trust. <laughs> Abby, you are truly remarkable. I've got every confidence in the world that you were going to accomplish any goal that, right. that you set your mind to. Uh, thanks for hopping on with us. I, I would love to uh, do this again in like a year or two and <laughs> yes, kind of catch up with you again. That, that would be really, really cool to follow your journey. I mean, you're, you're, you're a fascinating uh, human being. Thank so thank you.